That's cool. What you need though. Those cameras. Oh, is it Brandon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need it. We, we need it. We, we need his talent. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because any anybody can turn the camera on. Yeah. Right? Only if you can edit, edit totally. and really make it right. I know. Yeah. So. He is he is <laughs> but he is a not a videographer. He is a cinematographer creating film and like he is an artist artist. Man. But the idea is to be looking at Tom the whole time, right? Yeah, we're pretend we're, the cameras aren't. We're there. having a conversation. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then if I say like Jay, is there something you want to like say directly to the audience? Like what has what has been the single biggest mistake oh, you've God, seen so in awkward. gifting? Yeah. And then you might go, No branded well, gifts. <laughs> yeah. Like like I don't want to cut a set of like I don't want to cut a steak with someone's name with on it. With my name on it. Hundred like, percent. I have one. I stole it from Trump's golf course in Ireland. True story. <laughs> wow. But I have one. And it was just a joke, and we were all too drunk. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Are we recording? Yes. Cut that out. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> exactly. Edit. No, that's going to be the intro to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what? Well, at least he stole it from Trump. All those people will hate. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, pro Trump. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where's my knife? Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're missing a knife. We're missing a knife. It was huge. Yes. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I've got Jay and Jeff coming in from Client Giant. Fellas, happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. year. That was year. really good timing on both of your parts right One, there. That two, was like, yeah. happy new happy year. Happy new year. Oh, I thought we were going to harmonize yes. on that. Yes. I'll take the third. You take the third. <laughs> wow, we got, I got a boy band here in the <laughs> podcast. You probably could. A so, man band, really. <laughs> is this how it's going to be the whole time? I love it. So, fellas, uh, I am obsessed with your company. I... I'm a huge believer, as you know, in the law of reciprocity, right? And so much of what you guys do is about that. So could you guys take a second, just before we get into all the the nutty, you know, like what people should do and not do when it comes to marketing, gifting, you know, taking care of your clients, staying top of mind, we're gonna get into all that and more. If you want more referrals, pay attention to this show. Um, what's the origin story? Like, what'd you guys do before? How did you start this? Where did the idea come from? Did you R&D it? Did you create it? Talk to us. So my background's in real estate. I don't mm -hmm. know if you even knew that. Yep. Um, so I was a real estate agent starting in 2011. Things were going well, getting referrals. I actually opened up um, a Remax franchise with my broker at the time, and yeah. th things were going well. Yes. But I did a self-audit in uh, 2014 where I kind of went through all of my Zillow reviews, the the five-star reviews yeah, that, yeah. that I asked for, right? Yes. <laughs> surprise, surprise, they're yes. so commendable. Yes. yes. But what was alarming is I was going through all these reviews, looking at what people were saying, and they're like, Jay was great, he was always on time, super knowledgeable, got the home of our dreams, and it was going on and on for like 90 reviews, and I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble if that's what people are saying, because anyone can do that, you know? Right, right. So it started- Okay, hold on, Yeah. that's a big insight. What do you mean you were in trouble? So. I would have to think that in order for my business to be defensible, mm -hmm. that inside of a five mile radius, that no one else can check those boxes. Yeah. Right. Which would be crazy. Of and, course and, they can. And nice is not a degree of separation. Right. Exactly. You know, he, he wrote an offer that got accepted. It's yeah, not yeah. a degree of separation. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So that was actually kind of eye opening to me because I was thinking, how am I going to be in business 10, 20 years from now? And I'm looking at these reviews and 
So I started to kind of dissect and break apart the whole process. What does a customer journey look like in real estate? Yeah. It's so vastly different than most industries where we've got 30, 60, 90 days to make an impression on someone, whereas mm -hmm. like someone underwriting an insurance policy has got nothing. It's transactional, yeah. right? right? So right. we started looking at, I started looking at what are the peaks? What are the pits? What happens in a customer journey? How much money do I make on a transaction? And how much would I reinvest to stoke this person out forever yeah. and kind of emulate that same experience of going to your favorite restaurant or mm -hmm. favorite hotel yes. and start getting like diehard passionate referrals. Yeah. So I just <laughs> going at it manually, drafting up all these ideas. Okay, well, when something goes under contract, send them moving boxes. Like moving boxes suck to have to go buy, get mm -hmm. them for them, you know, take care of their affording address, their transfer of utilities. Don't wait till closing to send them a gift. Maybe their loan gets approved and you send them a celebratory something like, right. hey, the hard part's over, sit back right. and relax, that kind of thing. And I implemented so many of these processes along the way for the customer journey. And then post-transaction, I didn't stop. So I would, you know, most people get paid, they've left the building. Every quarter they're getting something, whether it's an umbrella or like a barbecue brush or something that just says like, hey, your barbecue brush is probably thrashed from last season. Here's a new one. Enjoy your summer. That's it. Not like from the number one agent in your town. Like yeah, none yeah. of that crap. Right. And what do you know? People okay, responded really well to that. Okay, but why? So most people want to tout number one or this or put their name on it. We know other companies that like they put, they put you know, the agent's logo on everything. Why did you not go that route? So I actually talk about this all the time with the difference between a consumer mindset and a business owner mindset. And yeah. people have a business owner mindset. They can't help it, but just tell them people about their business. But right. everyone who owns a business is in fact a consumer and they yes. would not respond well to those things. So you kind of have to just check yourself and have a little bit of common sense. Like yeah. would I want Jay O'Brien all over my product or whatever that, no, you wouldn't all, you, am I going to rock a Remax umbrella? No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> right. So why would I do that to someone else? I don't, I, I don't, I don't want a Toomey thing on my Toomey bag. And it's yeah, the only brand, and it's the only okay. brand that I yeah. use, right? Yeah, like, right, it's, right. so I'm yeah. with, I'm with you on this. Okay, but let's let's back up. So you you have this insight. You had 90 reviews. You're reading your reviews, and you realize that every agent in town could do the same exact thing. And then you said, "What is the client experience?" Now we know, like recently, we did some research with Boomtown and others, and then we did a huge MLS deep dive on just transactions, a cohort of clients that came in as leads. It took on average 115 days before they closed or excuse me, before they went under contract. So 115 mm. days from, yes, Jeff, we'd like to buy a house 115 days later. You're saying you were looking at that journey, then the escrow and then post? At first it was just the escrow. And then now it's before, during, after everything. So but yeah, escrow and post, mm -hmm. but even before, so we would work under buyer representation agreements, right? Yeah. So someone comes in, they sign up, right when they sign up, they're a client now. So yes. what are you doing to kickstart that exciting process, you know? Right. And so for me, it always boiled down to the way you make someone feel. At the end of the day, like yes. my favorite restaurants, my favorite everything, it's not really the food that did it, right? It's not it's that thing. It's the experience, it's and the memories. Like what we do, it's yeah. not the gift yeah, ever. Right. It's the That's sentiment right. and the thoughtfulness uh -huh. behind it. So uh -huh. if you could just pepper that in every step of the way and show that, it goes a long way. But what happened to your business? So I had an army of repeat and referral business come in from all these people. So I, yes. before I was getting these passive referrals, hey, oh, you, I overheard you want to buy real estate. You should hire Jay. He was great. Oh, well, actually, my husband knows a guy. Okay, well, if it doesn't work out, call Jay. That's a passive referral. Yes. And I was getting lots of those, right? Yes. But their job is kind of done now. A passionate referral turns into like, 
no, 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 you have no idea. You're not speaking to this guy. Your husband knows you have no idea what you're in for. This guy sent us to dinner after our transaction, sent us boxes, mm -hmm. and they start being this passionate person. Advocate, yeah. The same way yeah. we're saying, mm -hmm. how have you never seen Shawshank Redemption? You, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, there's nothing in it for me. You want that but, person to experience the thing see, that look you at, Look at the way he looks. You've not yeah. seen that movie? Of course I have. Okay, fine. Insane. I was going to say, all right, shut down the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go to YouTube TV right now. We're right. watching it. Yes. And this is this is That's case in point. point. Right. That, that yes. right there. That For sure. Reaction. Someone it's to the experience number, it, what you've experienced. It's the number one or number two movie right now on every one of the IMB lists. I mean, it's an extraordinary film. Yes. So, yeah. what if someone could talk about your real estate business that way? <sighs> yeah. Right. So that's okay. kind of the okay. idea. What if people talked about your real estate business that way? That's okay. the question. Right. So, so you have this epiphany. You you're now sorting, selecting, sending. Well. Like yeah. UPS became your new best friend. Like they they loved you guys, right? Or the my assistant became my new best friend. <laughs> yes. He had an assistant at a TC who was now still she was our number one employer, employee number one. Okay. She's still with us today because yes. she did it originally. Yeah. This is usually where I step in because he doesn't want to like tout his own things. I did not come from real estate. I had a technology background. Okay. I ran tech companies and usually around communicating and you know, connecting people. Yeah. I met him because my wife and I are looking for our first house in 2015. Yeah. We go to see a lender. She says, do you have an agent? I'm like, no, I'm using Redfin. My wife's like, I told him we need an agent right now, right? Yeah, yeah. She says, I got the guy for you. He's going to be your best friend. I literally yes. said, I don't need a best friend. I just apparently need an agent because she says so. Yes. Drive across town, go into his office. He makes me sign a buyer rep, which I'd never even heard of before. He's sure. so passionate about, look, sure. I'm going to be working for you. You need to do this. I gave him yep. some crap on the agreement, I think. It got me noticed. Um, <laughs> And the next thing you know, like this, this lender was right. Like now yeah. here we are nine years later, we're, you know, best friends and yeah. business partners. We just, yeah. you know, I was the best man at his wedding. But anyway, so I got to see what was happening with him. So we become close friends. I'm watching him do this. So what happens is when he implements this in his business, he goes from being kind of a big deal in Orange County to mm -hmm. top 30 under 30 with NAR to, yes. you know, most innovative agent with Inman to, and he starts speaking all over the country, all over the world, as far as South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. um, and literally all he's doing, and I would go and I'd help him put these talks together. All he's telling people is, hey guys, Treat your clients at a whole different level. Yes. Treat them like it's not a paycheck, like it's not a transaction, like it's a real relationship. Right. And right. here's what I do. He give them the playbook. Here's what I do on day one, on day seven, yep. on day 12, on day 30. Yep. And all these people in the crowd are like, I'm going to I'm gonna write it all down. I'm going to do notes that. And, How yeah. many do you think actually did? None. None. Literally none. none. Glenda Baker. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah probably Glenda. Probably Glenda. Yeah. Yeah. Treasure. She was early. Treasure yeah, Davis yeah. for yeah. sure. Shout so out to Treasure. Yeah. So he's, I forget what, what talk it was. But he's in, we've been talking about what should we do? Like, mm -hmm. And I said to him, hey, I've got a team. I've been doing technology for 10 years. Yeah. Like, We can automate yeah. this. We can yeah. make it so every agent in the country can push a button and this happens. <clears throat> and their clients will think it's coming from them, but really we're doing everything. Yeah. So he's like ready to go on stage at some talk. And we put together a quick jot form. Says we got to get some validation, get people, would yeah. you do this? Would yes. you pay for this? Goes on stage. Hey, guys, go to this website, please. Let us know. Answer these questions. You'll be on the early you know, admission list. Answer these questions. Everybody says, yes, I'd pay for this. This is what I would pay. They were willing to pay more than we thought we were going to charge. Um, and then within two weeks, I quit what I was doing and he was stepping out of real estate and launched it. Man, I love startups. Yeah, yeah I know. I it's love crazy. startups. It's, a, it's but a wild ride. It, it is. Okay, so now that was eight or nine years ago? That was 2018. Six years ago. Yeah, okay, so not that long ago. Yeah. Straight straight into the pandemic. Congratulations, yep. <laughs> right? That's fun. That was fun, yeah. Right? It actually um, turned out great. Yeah. So you guys have built, uh, you know, a pretty substantial business. We were chatting sort of off camera that, you know, a buddy of mine, John Rule, and read this, you know, wrote this great book. You guys have like, oh, I remember that book. 
Um, but what I love about what you guys do is it's, it's more real estate related, right? And, and, and no, you know, John, I love you. If you're watching, I love you that it's not about the same set of steak knives and it's not about like their branded face on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of that kind of stuff. In fact, most of our time is spent helping people get out of their own way with that kind of stuff. Right. Right. So, so let's, let's just talk about 2024, like 23, I imagine, you know, you had some clients that were freaking out. You probably had some clients that went even harder with sure. their with their customers and others that were like, I have uncertainty. All that aside, for six years, you guys have sat almost like in a laboratory of how do consumers react and to what? Yep. So what I would, like, let's assume that the person listening right now or watching is never gonna hire you guys. They're never gonna work with you guys, though I strongly recommend it. They're never gonna do it, but, but they do get that it's biblical. It's the law of reciprocity. Sure. You give to receive. And and like, it's not a transactional thing. It is a relationship-based strategy. Yep. How do I stay top of mind? How do I stay as the, the agent of choice? Like that's the outcome here in a very noisy environment with a lot of really good sophisticated marketers online and offline. Like, how do you do it? So tell me what are the biggest mistakes agents should avoid when it comes to this gifting strategy? I'm going to start with a mindset one and you take a couple of gift ones because I, I came from not real estate. Yes. But I had consulted for a whole lot of different industries sure. on relationships. The first time I said this to him, he's like a mind explosion. This is the first industry in which I'd ever heard people talk about past clients. I know. I hate the word past. What are you talking about? Like you yes. did that to yourself. They're your past clients right. because you forgot about them. Right. So he, right. people that he worked with at that point for eight years, yes. they were still getting something from him every single quarter that was meaningful, not asking for anything. So my number one is not gift specific, but it's that mindset of yes. get rid of the whole idea of past clients. You should right. never lose one. Right. Well, and, and, but here's the thing. If you call them your past clients, they are in the past and therefore they're out of your peripheral. They're not in your, con but if these are my clients, mm -hmm. right. then they get invited to four, five, six, eight events a year. I'm taking care of them. They're like, it's, and they were going towards this mindset of like the fiduciary, like, I am your real estate agent. It is my obligation to you to give you an equity review every six months. So you know exactly where you stand and, and, and. Yeah. Okay. But so I love the mindset. Yeah. We are a thousand percent aligned. Biggest mistakes. John, John Ruland gave me beep because I said, oh, when I moved to Dallas, I got every person there a bottle of my uh, whiskey. And then mm. I did the next year, like a wine. And then the next year, so I clearly didn't listen to him, but he was like 40% of the people don't drink. So you just gave them a bunch of alcohol. I'm like, but they all remembered me. Sure. And yeah. by the way, the, when I did it, my assistant, shout out to Ruby, forgot to put the card inside there that said, from the fairies, we're in 39, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So no one even knew. <laughs> no one even, they're like, even better. They're like, wait, are you the, you the guy that gave me that bottle? Yeah. Mysterious like, guy. Right. I didn't actually mess up because no one knew it came from me. Yeah. Uh, I, I became a legend in the building. They were like, oh, you mean the bourbon guy? Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So exactly. Right. So I think so there's a couple. So um, uh, our mission statement is if you have the power to make someone's day, you'd be crazy not to. Say that again. If you have the power to make someone's day, You'd be crazy not to. So the whole crux of that means you cannot start by saying, all right, so I'm going to run a campaign for a year on these people and do this and that. And then I'm going to measure my return. And if I got referrals, then I'll keep going. You're missing the whole thing. Right. So that sort of selfish mindset, if it bleeds into the gifts themselves, yeah. you better believe their brand is going to be on that gift. Well, yeah. I really want it to be on the knife because that way when they're in their kitchen, they're going to remember who gets okay, when in life has that ever happened or would you think it's going to happen? If someone gave you a wedding gift or a birthday gift and it was like, had Jay O'Brien on it, I'm like, oh, that's so you know. where it can't, You'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. So right. how is this any different? So that is, I mean, that's the cardinal sin right there. There's yeah. no branded gifts, no exceptions. And people will tell us, oh yeah, no, I totally hear you. But my name will be on the boxes, right? Yeah. Like, no, 
their name is not, I mean, the moving boxes, yeah. by the way. I mean, <laughs> like, had, no, your name people. is not on the moving boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the touches during a transaction is to have all the moving boxes and tape and markers just show up. For right sure. when they start thinking For about sure. they're going to move. Just yeah. one last thing, right? It's beautiful. We've literally had ask, people ask if they can put their face on the yes. moving boxes. Yeah, right. Can I put my face, a sticker, my brand, my yep. logo? My logo, my logo, Jeff, my logo. <laughs> You're like, no. That no. is hands down the number one mistake. Yes. Number two would be timing. So yeah. um, we speak with people and they go, oh yeah, I already do this. Okay, what do you do? Well, I send um, you know baked goods at the holidays. Like, okay, that's not doing this. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone's expecting something around the holiday right. season, and now you're in that static and noise, and it doesn't really pierce through and illustrate thoughtfulness the same way it would if on February 17th you got something at random because the season's coming up in March or whatever. You right. know. Right. So it, timing is important. If during a transaction or around the transaction, the time people are working with somebody, I think there's a lot more mistakes that can be made. And mm-hmm. I talk a lot about like the fourth wall in this industry has been broken. People understand the dynamics of a transaction. They yes. watch Selling Sunset. Yep. They know that you just got your commission. <laughs> they know sunset. the exact percentage that it was. And you it's flashed on the screen. Right. right? right. Exactly. Like, it's yeah, flashed on the screen. Horrible. So you close that deal yeah. and you go to them and you go to the closing, you bring the keys and you bring them your $300 gift card to Lowe's and you literally, you just quantified that human relationship. Mm-hmm. So to your point, yeah. there's way more tech that's involved that we can get into, but we're measuring every single touch. We know based on what's the, the, the timing of it, the messaging that's on it, which by the way is more impactful than the actual gift itself. For sure, right? For sure. The reason that you're doing it, the um, the gift itself, and then packaging, uh, delivery timing, et cetera. So we now know, without a doubt, if you start taking care of somebody before you've gotten anything from them, you haven't made money yet. Yes. All that's if you could do one thing, starting to take care of somebody before you've made money from them changes their whole perspective of why you're doing it. That's how I built my business. Really? Doing stuff for free. Doing yeah. stuff Just for free. Answering, answering questions all day long on yeah. Facebook or YouTube or at event. Like I most people don't get that. No. And and obviously, right, I, you know, when you start a business, you gotta create revenue. You know, you're bootstrapping what you're doing. The person watching this right now is be like, hey man, I have like no escrows right now. Like this sounds like a really great strategy, but like I need to go find a deal. Yeah. So I I understand. So is there a certain point when this makes sense for an agent? Is there a revenue amount that like, hey, I, you know, if I'm making, I'm just using numbers, yeah. I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year in commissions and I want to do this. I want to go from 100 to 200 to 300 to 500 a million, whatever it may be. I could see this as a viable strategy. But if I'm a brand new agent, I've got like, you know, $10 into my bank account. This doesn't seem to make sense to me. So is there, is there another way? Is there a, is there a free way? Is there a, you know, like I would just answer questions, be a value, yep. be nice to people. Do you I'd know what say I mean? like, there's a lot of ways. Absolutely. There's a free way of doing this. If you have no clients and you're brand new in the mm-hmm. business, and you're farming a neighborhood, what if you just took out people's garbage cans every single day or every single yep. Thursday or whatever, once a week, and then back in for your farm and you ask for nothing? People will remember who you were. But if you said like, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals, probably not gonna happen, right? Right. right. So um, that, yeah, I, I think that you can absolutely do that for free. And as far as reinvesting, when is the right time? Everyone's different. The way I did this when I was selling real estate 10 years ago, property values were not what they are today, right? Mm-hmm. So if I earned $8,000 on a deal, that was a good deal, yes. right? And yes. I would drop 800 bucks easy on that person, mm-hmm. 10% mm-hmm. easy on that mm-hmm. person. And what I'm thinking is, okay, I get to keep 90, they're taking 10. 
they're never gonna use anyone else ever again, and they're gonna tell anyone who will listen. Is that worthwhile investment? Yes. Now, right. you, I mean, it costs a fraction of that for someone who wants to do this, but one of the touches I would do, which actually leads me to the third mistake, mm -hmm. third mistake being gift cards, <clears throat> What I would do is post-transaction, 30 days post-close, mm -hmm. my assistant would call my client. Um, I'm sorry, my assistant would call the restaurant that I contracted out to. The restaurant would call the client, congratulate them on the purchase or sale of the home and say, Jay wants to send you and your husband, you and your wife, you and whoever, dinner for two on him to celebrate and round trip tr uh, transportation will be provided. So they would take the reservation right there on the phone. It'd get communicated back to the assistant and then they'd get picked up. They get wined and dined. They'd never see a bill. Right. Amazing, right? So they're taking photos, Instagram, whatever. And people would, couldn't help but ask like, well, what do you mean? Like they're yeah. not seeing a bill. Like what yeah. happens if like this person orders a $500 bottle of wine or yeah. whatever, you know? And I would say, well, then that person's a dick, but like I'm, but I'm, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to dilute yes. the experience right. by saying, right. here's a $200 gift card right. to a $500 restaurant. Right. right. Don't get any appetizers. Have fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'll cover your tip. Right. Right. We so still do are that you to delivering this day all the over the country. By the way. Are you delivering the experience or are you delivering a gift card? Yeah. Interrupting my own show with a quick little announcement. If you're like me and you recognize this is the time of the year when we've got to make decisions, we got to look back at what's worked in the past and decide what we want to have happen in 2024, then yes, it is time for you to get your plan together. Now, if you're one of my coaching clients, you know you just go inside a loom, you download the 2024 plan, you and your coach work on that together. If you're not one of my clients, go to tomferry.com. There's be a link below. Download a copy of the plan. Get to work on it. Use ChatGPT and other resources to answer the tough questions about the strategies you need to implement to ensure your success in 2024. So TomFerry.com, get your business plan and let's get to work. Now let's go back to the show. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something controversial that I want to come back to. I want, I want us to brainstorm what are five free things like the trash can as an example. And I got a couple inside my head that for everybody they should be doing as well. But I'm going to make a statement and someone's going to get upset at me. No. I hate personal note cards. I hate them. I think they're stupid. I think they are archaic. Uh, I have sent people personal note cards and no one has ever written me a personal note card back. Oh. You with me? Like I, I get personal note cards. I'm sorry if you sent me a personal note card. Like I, I just, I literally go like this. I go, huh. And I rip it in sure. half. Yeah. Yeah. And typically what I would do is I'd go, Hey, Jay, thanks for that note card, man. Uh, don't ever send me one again. <laughs> yeah. Just send me a text, bro, or let's play golf. Like, I, I don't know what people are obsessed with. with I mean, I, I get it. In 1902, it probably made sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, God bless, like, John D. Rockefeller yeah. for writing letters to his son. If you guys sure. haven't read that book, you should read that book. Like, I love that. But in 2024? Well, can I take a devil's advocate? Please. What's your most I'm not valuable? Saying, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I hate him. What for you? Yeah. What's your most valuable resource? time so somebody takes that you know three minutes five minutes mm -hmm. to sit down and write that the feeling that i get from you yeah. sending me that card yeah. is totally different than you sending me a text message yeah so i think you know a lot of people that hits home for me i still hate them <laughs> send them all to jeff <laughs> send them all to me yeah. send jeff jeff's home address is every time you were going to send me a note send it to jeff you just need a handwriting machine 
you know, I almost bought a handwriting machine company and I passed on that recently. And I think that was, a, a, you know, that that's a really interesting marketing strategy yeah. and I, and I like it, but I think the average consumer that is paying attention is like, yeah, that wasn't written by you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. it's kind of, you know, but yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Um, and big shout out to a lot of those companies. I actually invested in one that, that went under. All right. So maybe I'm a little tainted. <laughs> Five different ways, things that I can do for free. So you say, I'm going to take a 200 home farm and I'm going to take out their trash, right? I would say I'm going to do like some kind of charitable drive. I'm going to do a book drive in the community. Uh, I love one of our clients, maybe a client of yours as well. Dave Robles, a big shout out to Dave. Dave's just a, he is a marketer's marketer, right? Mm -hmm. Giant heart, very thoughtful, very creative. So he goes into his geographic farm, like call it 2,500 homes. And he says, I'm going to provide a thousand dollar scholarship every year for one kid here in our community. But what I need you to do is I need you to submit annually a letter of what you loved about growing up in this neighborhood. Now, could you imagine now 10 years later, the stories he has documented from the children in that community. And he, so he's telling me the story one time and I'm like, Dave, that is such a cool idea yeah. because it's like you are the mayor of that town. A thousand dollars is nothing yeah. in today's day and age when sure. it comes to college. You with me? Right, it's, right. it's not even books, right? For yeah. a semester, but it's thoughtful. It's, it's relatively inexpensive, but you know what came out of it? The best story was he said, so I'm on this listing presentation. It's a three, $3.3 million deal. And, and the gal calls me and says, Hey, I want you to come talk about the sale of the home. And so great. Okay, cool. He comes over They're They're in rapport. They're going through the marketing. She goes, I have to stop you really fast. Um, you didn't select my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, is, no good is, is, that, is that why I'm here? <laughs> right. And he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a group of us, like whatever he said. Right. And then the long story short, she goes, but the fact that you do that for the community was so meaningful to me. Yeah. So whether it's, taking out the trash or, you know, a book drive or something like that. What else? What else should people so, be doing for free for their besties or maybe even for their prospects? In this case, like a geographic farm. Yeah. I mean, community is huge. And some of the things that we do, if we get to the point of doing things right with gifts, if yeah. you do something that actually helps somebody celebrate or experience something with their family, yeah. it can be multiplier in yeah. terms of impact. Yeah. So the same thing for a community is something in our community, we've got uh, an agent that sets up a golf cart parade at yeah. Christmas time, yeah. right? And he just puts the whole thing together. I don't think it costs them anything. Maybe there's some pastries or something there, yeah. but it gets everybody together and they tour the neighborhood for a couple hours and everybody yeah. absolutely loves it. Yeah. So we're talking about two different things. One is what can you do for free to prospect for business, mm -hmm. right? Whereas what we do is go mm -hmm. deeper with On appreciation really, yeah. to get the repeat yes. referral business. Yes. So, yeah. so those are all great free prospecting things. Free, go deeper rather than wider kind of approaches. Mm -hmm. One of the things I used to do um, as a real estate agent was, let's say Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. You'd get a call days before and say, hey, Tom, Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. You want us to take any care of anything for Kathy, right? So now we're going to take something off of your plate because I'm an acts of service guy. I love that. Right? I love that. And we do the same thing for anniversaries. So we wouldn't call and say, happy my, anniversary. My anniversary is on the 30th. Her birthday yeah. is on that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and, that, and this is the thing yes. that we would need to know, right? Yes. So we, we wouldn't call and say, happy anniversary. We would call a week before and be like, hey, Ken, mm -hmm. you know your anniversary is in a week, right? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, shit, it's in a yeah. week. Okay. Right. Can we what what can we do to help you? That's free. Okay. So I want to back up and I, I don't know if you guys listen to my podcast when I interview one of our clients, Lisa Munoz. So Lisa's in Austin, Texas, and this gal is so sharp. I'm so like, I knew when I first met her, you know, she's selling, you know, a hundred plus homes a year. She's just crushing it. Like, you know, two decades in the business. 
she said three, three unique things on the podcast. The first one was every client we start to work with, there's an intake form and we learn everything. And I was shocked how many people, when they heard that on the podcast, big shout out to Lisa, they were like, intake form, what's, what's on the intake form? She's like, well, I need to know, especially if you're moving to her town, what kind of food do you like? What's important to you with this? How active are you? What are the things that you're interested in? She's like, cause I'm gonna take care of you and make sure you get connected to every, so is part of your process to start having agents do that? That's actually built into the, yeah. our system is a okay. client intake form. Um, we do it a little differently. Um, we want to make sure that it's not a checklist of, okay, Tom, and your birthday? When's your birthday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh, what a surprise. I got something on my birthday, right? Yeah. It, ha yeah. it has to be a little bit more of this interest layer that's kind of crawling, asking you questions here and there okay. that you want to answer. So not what's your favorite color, but yeah. like, hey, if you had to live in another country for two years, where would it be? And yeah. it has to be a place you've never been before. Right. Yeah. And you're like, that's interesting. You know, yeah. so things like that, that are a little more thought provoking. And then that will all tie back into what that touches. It's getting delivered to them at that time. So do you think, so are you saying that it's wrong to do an intake form? Like no. in that, like, not like, Hey, it's okay. One of the things that I hate more than anything is walking into my doctor who I've been going to for 20 years and filling out the same damn form oh. every single, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, am I crazy? I like, I want to know in the comments if you think I'm crazy yeah. or if you enjoy filling out the same form on a person you've been going to for 20 years. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, you're my friend. Like, yeah. We played golf together. You did yeah. my hip surgery. Like, right. why am I filling out this form again? You know everything yeah. there is to know about. Right, but but I understand the first time I go in, sure. I'm, I'm cool with like, okay, they need to know you know, what's my medical history? What's going on? So I I don't know, like I, I, how do you over time collect it all in an elegant way versus just, hey, you know, I really would love to know everything about you and your family coming in so I can serve all your greatest needs. Could you take like five minutes and just fill out this Google Doc? There's two avenues. One is a brand new client, which would be like that, the, yeah. the initial intake. And then yep. one is for someone today who's like, oh my God, I've been in the business five years. I can't start asking them questions now. Yeah. Well, you can through yeah. the other avenue, which is kind of what I was describing. And really, I don't think there's a, a right way, wrong way. It's just be tasteful, you know? Yeah. Don't don't be cheap and like, it, it, be subtle, like be, you know, thoughtful what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be really good at two things in terms of taking care of people with gifts or to be impactful. You have to know what is going to generally work for most people and be impactful with timing and messaging. Right. But then you have to know how to play off people's interests and passions to be really impactful when you have the information. So for our system, we intake information from these forms. They don't feel like forms, right? It's, it's, it would be like asking you, what's your bucket list concert? Yeah. What is your bucket list concert? Somebody that's living. Me? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, I've gone to a lot of <laughs> concerts. I was thinking Rage Against the Machine, but I saw him at like 93. We were talking about it earlier. Um, oh. Did you say Descendants? Descendants? If I could see the Descendants again, like that would, and I may have saw him a long time ago. Yeah, so knowing something like friends. that, which yeah. is like, that's a yeah. thought-provoking But question. I would like want to actually, Brad, thank you for piping in. I would actually want to hang out with him backstage and just like chop it up. You know what I mean? Like I probably could go out there and sing, at least 50 of their songs. Yeah. Yes. So like a normal questionnaire, yeah. a normal question yeah. someone would ask is, what's your favorite group or artist? Yeah. But an off-putting question that makes right. you actually think is, what's yeah. your bucket list concert, right? Yeah. So we have yeah. that information. We don't do anything with it immediately. But three years from now, when you want something- For right, sure. And we For do sure. something, you don't remember you answered that question. Yeah. Especially when it was done in an interesting way. It's like, and then it hits you. And then the, the general is, you know, if you don't know something about somebody, you, you got to be able to do something that, you know, will hit the mark with most people and not offend most people, et cetera. Yeah. But we also have a spy team 
they're not technically called that, but like the recipient research team. For sure. So there's a lot of check information that's Facebook, publicly available. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so right. any agent that right. says if they're doing it themselves, it says, I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. I mean, we once had somebody with a, a client that was 87 years old, had no social media presence, but all yep. the person knew was that every time he came into their office, he was wearing a U.S. Navy veterans hat. Yeah. And our team did the research, found out when he, you know, when he served, mm -hmm. where he served, and he was he was he went up to the rank of like lieutenant yeah. colonel or something. And we made him this mahogany box with a seal on top that had the uh, inscription inside of the date that he was right. made that right. lost his mind. Right. right? That's you can another find the free thing that people can do though. They can just be research. paying attention on social media. You know, oh my client just said feeling sick, sad face. Send cold medication to their house and it'll be there in two hours. Twenty minutes. Twenty. What real estate right. agents doing that? It's so funny. Like uh, shout out to Budge Husky. I actually told this story with John too. Like. So I wanted this relationship, and at the time, uh, Budge was the CEO of All Coal Banker globally. And you know, we had met throughout the years, but I was like, man, I'd like to do more. I got all these Coal Banker clients. It'd be fun to have a relationship with the CEO. So I'm on Twitter, and I'm just like watching him talk about music and his record collection. He has like six or seven thousand records at the time, right? So he's talking about this band, and this. It's the CEO of this giant, you know, conglomerate, yeah. you know, Coal Banker, and I'm like, he's a big music buff. So like slowly over time, I was like, top five records. Okay, top five records from the 60s. What about the 70s? You just high what about the 80s? Them? Like, right? That's, that's it. And no, you know what I did? I called one of my buddies who's an artist. I bought his nine favorite records and had them all put, you know, three, three, and three in a giant frame and sent it to the Coal Banker headquarters, which was a mistake. I should have got his home address, but I couldn't get it. Yeah. So I sent it to the Coal And like he opens it up and he's like, like a Game week changer. a week later, he's like, Ferry, how can we do more business together? 100%. So, so there is a- And you didn't ask. I didn't. I just, I just, well, okay. I, I want to be very clear. I was intentional. Sure. Right. I was like, how do, how do I do something that's different and not just call the guy and go, hey, I'm going to train all your agents. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like he's getting that phone call every single day. Yeah. But, you know, Budge, if you're watching, I love you. We should do more. But, the, right? but that is the law of human reciprocity. <laughs> it is. is. If somebody knows yes. that there's something that they could do for you yes. and you do something that moves yeah. them, they, yeah. they cl you clearly spend a lot of time and energy on, right. It's they're just naturally going to reciprocate. But if you in that letter had said, hey, would really love to talk about business with you, right, yeah. when you sent those things, it, it doesn't hit the same. No. Even no. though he may know that is potentially, you know, your intention, of, that's yeah, a goal, of course, right? Of course. So, so how do you make random acts of kindness not feel like repetitive and you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm looking for the right word. Like we, you want them to feel random. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I was thinking about like, I, I'm a gift giver. Like I do that kind of stuff or I'll send videos or I'll say, oh my God, I just read this article and it totally reminded me of you, Jeff. You've got to check this out. Yep. Like, like I do a lot of that kind of stuff. How do you, how do you make it not actually, how do you make it just feel random? Yeah. I mean, just make it random, I guess. I mean, it's not like our gifts go out like the first of the month, every three months or something, yeah. you know, it's, it's sporadic and usually it's tied to some sort of topical event or something that's coming up. And that, so the timing matters. Um, but having a system around, it's probably important. Otherwise your assistants are going to have to remember to do stuff all the time and at different times maybe. Yeah. So why do you think most agents, like not the person that's listening right now, like, why do you think most people resist this as a strategy? You know, or, or or worse, they just do the same beep over and over and over and over and over and over with no thoughtfulness. There's kind of two people that would start with us. One is the one who goes, "I got this. This is a dollars and cents thing. This is going to make me a ton I'm of money. I don't really care yeah, how yeah. people feel. That's just I. I'm going to make yeah, more money." Yeah. And then there's other people who are like, "I don't really care about making more money. I just want to make people feel good." Yeah. But fast forward six months, they're both going to live in both camps. You yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that. 
honestly, we don't really hear much resistance. It's it's very rare that we we talk to someone and they go, this is a bad idea. I don't like this. No. Yeah. It's usually like more concern around like, well, I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. And like, yeah, is this going to yeah. come back around? And I'm, you know, how I want to do it, but how I'm How fast am I going to get a return on this? Right, that's the wrong, right. that's yeah. the wrong mindset. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give like an outside real estate perspective. Yeah. Um, and I generally only talk to people once they have like a sizable business. Otherwise mm -hmm. they're talking to someone in our sales department specifically. But um, I generally find that there's two types of people in this business. Mm -hmm. There's people that treat it like a business. They're actually not viewing yes. it, even though it's them, even right. though it is them as right. a human, right. it's actually a business and they treat it that way. And it actually yep. is an investment they're going to make. Yep. And then, you know, there are other people that it's, it's just so personal that they don't even see the idea of investing. Like to your point, when, when there's kind of like a downturn or there's a little sluggish time and people will sort of say, well, I'm not so sure, you know, we, I kind of say to them like, what, what's the plan there then? Is the plan to completely forget about the, the clients that you have? Your past. Your past clients. clients. Are yeah. we going to not keep reaching out to these people? Yeah. Are we going to let them all kind of go away? Because they're still going to be alive right. through all of these market shifts, right? 100%. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 kind of treating it like a business and saying, I've got to invest in this. And But I also think that people with past clients, when they think of them as past clients, they think of that the opportunity of that client solely in another deal. Yeah, because they'll say, "Well, it's going to be seven years before I get another deal with them." They're not even thinking of the fact that that one person can turn into ten deals. We've right. seen, right? We learned about it actually from your show. Somebody came on here a long time ago. Tim, some, Tim Smith. Was it Tim? I, yeah, it was Timmy in Orange County. We, we talked about like he he narrowed it down to like, wow, these like twenty five clients have sent me each like fifteen transactions over the last like four or five years. I'm like. Right. Yeah. Spend more time with them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like real good coaching there, right? Spend more time yeah, yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was somebody who was a client giant member that said in one quarter, they oh. had nine Cummings. Is it Greg Cummings? Greg Cummings. Greg Cummings. Yeah. They had nine yep. referrals from yep. a single quarter of client yes. giant, like seven of them closed. Yeah. So, but, but I find most, not most, most agents that are resistant, they're really not thinking about that kind of multiplier of what yeah. could happen. Yeah. So clearly this is for an experienced agent who's committed. It's not, it's not for the hobbyist. It's not for, yeah. you know, someone that's passing through this industry, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. But, you know, if you're in it to win it long-term, then it makes a ton of sense. All right. Let's not talk about that. I want to talk about the company now. So uh, what's your role? CEO. Chief Daymaker, actually. Yes. Daymaker. All right. What's your Chief role? Chief Strategy Officer. Okay. So, so what is the hardest part about starting a business in the last six years? What is the biggest hardest, challenging thing you guys have dealt with? I know what mine is. Um, sure. The starting of the business actually wasn't the hard part. That part was- Starting is fun. Yeah, that, yeah. We also exactly. Here we go. Starting we, is fun. We yes. rode a wave. We were in all 50 states in Canada in like five months and then yeah. we were like, well, what now? The, the, yeah. the yeah. hard part I think was for me, my personality is go, go, go. Let's just get it done. Like, I, I don't want to wait. I'm not the person who's going to sit down and plan out a strategy for a month. I'm going to say- Let's just do it. Let's do this. Ready, Let's fire, do this. Let's aim. go. Yeah. That's what he calls me. <laughs> yes. yeah, in my yeah. wedding speech, Literally, right? I call him yeah. Yeah. Fire <laughs> And that's how I work. So that that actually worked out well and served us well. But then I guess the mistake is at a certain point, you're like, oh, we didn't put these systems in place. We didn't build this foundation, right? right. Whatever. And right. going back and having to redo it is painful. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that yes. would be my advice to the next person. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you do so, things that can't scale in the beginning. And then exactly. at a certain point, you find out that, oh, hey, this can't scale. Now we got to kind of take six step backward. And yeah. There's a middle ground there. Yeah. I think. 
we talk a lot about this uh, concept called mastery and mastery is like deals and dollars just keep to flow whether you're there or not, right? The business has a life of its own. People are doing it. Everybody's charged, right? But one is like declare it. Two is like run a 90 day cycle. Three is get into momentum. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, it's working. This is great. Step four is stabilization. And I think where most people struggle is you have a breakthrough in your business. And if you don't restabilize, you fall back to whatever systems and structure you already had in place. So when you were saying that, I'm like, I'm, I'm 21 years into this business. Yeah. And I can tell you that I think I've done that like seven times. Yeah. Okay. Literally, I was like, so so that one isn't going to end right away. In case it's just, or maybe I'm just a dumbass. That, that also could be the case. You let me know in the comments. Um, but you know what I mean? Because I think we're always building, restabilizing, building, restabilizing, sure. building, restabilizing. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm like, I hate our CRM. We're going to switch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. redoing the website for the 19th time. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like it's constant. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the dynamics of running a business in the small stages, it changes so much when you've got just two people and then we hired yeah. one. Yeah. And then when you have like 10 people, it's a whole different ball of wax, but you're still very much in it. Yeah. And then, you know, at a certain point, maybe 15, 20 people, I think we start to feel like, okay, hey, we can kind of operate up here a little bit and trust that the operations are gonna take care of themselves or stabilize, like you said. Yeah. And then you realize pretty quickly, oh, we gotta go back in there in the dirt and get back in here. And it's kind yeah. of been a lot of ebbing and flowing of, yeah. of that as we've grown. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a tendency to, um, like we hire the right people, or at least we always intend to hire the right people. And then we tell them exactly the play we wanna run, but like most people wanna do it their way. Mm -hmm. You guys yeah. experience that? Like, like oh, yeah. the, sort of the joke between the presidents of the company and mine are like, we all kind of say the same. This would be really easy if there's no people involved. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be so easy, right, Brandon? Like, yeah. It's so easy if there was no people. Right. But people add complexity, people add drama, or yeah. they add, hey, I'm on my own mission. I'm on my own path. And I think the game for us as, as like founders is trying to figure out like, how does them doing the work, the widget that needs to be turned over and over again, help fulfill what they want? Yeah. And then, hey, innovate and make it better if you can. Otherwise, just run that play. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100% agree. It, it, but it takes time, right? Because when you're an early stage founder, I remember me, I'm like, I know how to do everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I did it all at my dad's company. I was the shipping and receiving guy all the way to the president. Yep. I know everything that needs to be done. Yep. And then you try and freak out like a control freak. Do you guys yeah. ever do any of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think you feel good about like, saying, yeah. <laughs> I think you feel good about saying, like, I'm not asking anybody to do something that we didn't already do ourselves. Correct. Right. Correct. We've done every single role. Yeah. They're different now. They're at a, for sure. You know, but. Yeah, you've done it all. You know how you want it done. You also know if you know it's not being done that way. So. Yeah, I think my mistake there is actually a little more of the opposite, where you empower someone so much too soon, yes. and then you take your eye off the ball a little bit. Yeah. And when you come back, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! How did I let this get so off track? Yeah. Because I was giving so much autonomy. So I'm all about the autonomy, but to Jeff's point, you inevitably get sucked right back into the business, and yeah. you you you've got nowhere to go. You're right here. Yeah. You know? Yes. 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 Um. I got like 50 more questions if I got to be mindful of time. So I'm going to ask you guys just one last question. What is your most important goal for this year? We're doing this whole OKR thing. <laughs> We've got yes. 10 important goals. So, seven so, important but this is goals. good. So you're, you're implementing an operating system into your business. Yes which we never have before. I mean, we've done it every single year. We'll talk about certain goals mm -hmm. and they'll be disseminated to kind of certain people where we think that they matter, which is normally sales yeah. and marketing. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time that we're actually going across the entire organization and building objectives and, yep. you know, for every single one of those. So one of all my listeners have know, I've said, hey, read Measure What Matters, yep. OKRs, read Four Disciplines of Execution or read Traction. I don't care which one you do. They're all the same. Yep. They just name it something different, but the, the methodology is very similar. Yeah. So what's yours? 
Yeah, so I mean, we have five, but I'd say one of the most important ones to me, we call it building the West Wing team. So oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that yeah. TV show, but yeah, this, so having a crew of people that you can depend on that are super, super reliable where you can say, hey, I need this done and you don't have to follow up. It's yeah. going to get done. And, you know, we live and die by our project management software and like daily. So for sure, completion rates on all of that stuff and just having everything so tight and right where you know, it's almost like militant where you can yep. trust that this person can be trusted with your life kind of thing. Yeah. That would be my biggest goal if we're talking a year from now is that we have that team or we yes. have 95% of that team, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Love it. So for you, my friend, listening or watching, I want to know what is your most important goal for this year? Put it in the comments. Let me know. I want to support you in achieving that. I almost asked you guys, what's your favorite SpongeBob episode? but I'll save that for the next show. <laughs> All right. Yes. Like, oh, All right. And that is a wrap. Thanks so much for watching or listening. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon. Hey, if you like this content, make sure you like and subscribe to the Tom Ferry channel.